Welcome, fellow players. My name is Victor Sulfera, and this is Generation PlayStation. 2020 was crazy, but let me tell you about a game that is even crazier. Let's go! Wow. I just realized that this is the last episode I'm going to be uploading in January. Like, that's crazy how time flies. We're already getting close to February, uh, very, very close. And I feel like, you know that when back in the day uh, in school, I don't know if you guys did that, uh, did this, but when uh, writing some stuff in, in, in school, I had to always also uh, write the date on the paper. And there was always this time back uh, back then when you came back from from vacation and it was a new year. So in in January, right when when school started again, it was so weird to you had to get used to writing a new date, a new year. And it's kind of like that for me. I, I feel like um, a lot of times I'm still in 2020, and it's weird to talk about things in 2021 and not saying oh next year. It's no, it's this year. Like, Horizon Forbidden West is going to happen this year. Like, Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart is going to happen this year. With God of War, not so sure about that, but we'll see. However, um, just thought that um, that was really crazy and I wanted to say that. But of course, that's not what you're here for. You're not here for uh, listening to a guy um, talk about how crazy... Uh, it is when a year um, begins and when one year ends. That's not what you're interested in. You're interested in PlayStation because this is GenPS, the Generation PlayStation podcast. A podcast that is all about the love for PlayStation, as I say, all the time. And, you know, every episode of this podcast usually posts on the Monday um, after the week that I'm talking about in the episode. So the episode is a lot of times... Um, a bit of a recap of the last week, but I've shortened that segment of the episode. So I like to talk about current news and I like to recap what happened in the last week regarding PlayStation news. But I have shortened that segment a bit to give time to more stuff that is timeless. You know, let's talk about um, cool topics like next week, for example. What if there is no PlayStation 6? What I mean by that, well you'll have to tune into the next episode. Or, like today, I will be talking about a game that is very important for gaming history in general. Um, not so important to PlayStation history, but I still think that there is some um, importance there, and that's why I would like to talk about it today. So, I like to bring historical facts also, and I like to talk about what scores are games getting right now on Metacritic, and if I played some of those games... What do I recommend or other games that I do recommend and some deals to help you get your gaming on for a cheaper price. So let's get right to it with the first segment. It's the circle of news. So this week there was some stuff happening, but especially towards the end of the week, which is interesting. So I will just start with this because it just happened. Um, Xbox announced that they would increase their uh, price for Xbox Live Gold so that it would end up being $120 per year, um, which is really expensive. And then 
people got mad, of course, and they backtracked. They said, okay, no, we're not doing that anymore. And they now also announced that free-to-play games will also no longer require Xbox Live Gold, which is already the case on PlayStation. You don't need PlayStation Plus to play Fortnite, for example, but you did need Xbox Live Gold to play Fortnite on Xbox. Um, So, interesting uh, that Xbox did this and then quickly backtracked like it was nothing. I mean, good on them for responding to the criticism, but it's very weird that they did this at all. Like, increasing the price to $120 per year is like, what's the point even of getting it? Uh, You might as well just get Game Pass for that price, which is probably what they intended you to do. They want you to join Game Pass and not Xbox Live Gold. They are probably going to phase out Xbox Live Gold sooner or later and um yeah they're they probably just want you to join xbox live gold and now with making free-to-play games playable without xbox live gold it's another reason to be like why do i need xbox live gold again like because for playing um multiplayer games yeah you could get xbox live gold to play premium multiplayer games for sure but if you're more interested in fortnite and stuff like that then there is also now no point in getting Xbox Live Gold. So probably less people will be on Xbox Live Gold and maybe more people on Game Pass. Um, So that's probably what they intended to do with the price increase. But I think that what they will get out of this new um, thing that they're doing, where they're not increasing the price but making free-to-play games really free-to-play... is similar. They, they, I think they will drive people away from Xbox Live Gold and maybe that drives them to sign up for Game Pass because they will be saving on Xbox Live Gold and they might think, well, if I'm not spending money on Xbox Live Gold, I might just spend it for Game Pass. So, interesting stuff. Um, of course, what's not so cool about this is that I saw some people buy Xbox Live Gold memberships while they were still on the same price before they announced that they were backtracking the price hike people were stacking up xbox live gold um codes so that they would take advantage of the price that were was currently still um the official price right before the price hike was about to come and now that they backtracked it it's like yeah after all you did not knew did not need to do that so it's it's a bummer for those people because if they already redeemed their codes that's i think there's no no coming back from that i think that that money is just gone now which i mean they now have more xbox live gold but maybe they would have put their money into something else if they knew about this but whatever so that's weird but let's talk about more positive stuff and more playstation related there was a resident evil showcase um which showed more of resident evil village which now we know that game is coming out in may may 7th actually and it is not just coming for playstation 5 xbox series x s and pc but now it's also uh, it was also announced that it's coming also for playstation 4 and xbox one which i don't think is a, a big of a deal um i mean it's a, it's a big of, it's a big deal for um, for people owning PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones. But what I mean is that I saw some concern, people concerned that um, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S versions would suffer because of this. Uh, because, of course, 
there has to be time put into making this game playable on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and that time could have been used to make it better on the current-gen systems. But I think that this game started development for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One anyway. I don't think that this game was planned from the get-go for PlayStation 5. And I think the game that we are getting looks visually amazing. Um, They showed some gameplay, they showed some new trailer stuff, and it looks amazing. And also, there is a a demo available for PlayStation 5 owners uh, that you can download right now if you want to. I played that demo, and let me tell you that the game looks beautiful, beautiful. And Digital Foundry already has a video uh, talking about it, and they were very positive also on it. It's the RE engine that they have there is um, it's really able to produce some awesome games. Um, the demo itself, um, gameplay-wise and stuff, not that great, I would say. Um, it's a lot of it's it's about. It's, it's really like a puzzle. Um, it's just trying to figure out how to get out of the situation you're in there. Um, there isn't much to it gameplay-wise. It's more like to see the, um, the environment, to get that feeling, you know, start getting those chills uh, because the environment is really scary at times. Uh, the, the really scary moments are, well, I should say... There is uh, the potential for a really scary game, and you can see that with this demo. But the demo itself, I wouldn't say, is very scary uh, because of the stuff that happens in the demo is not really scary to me. But there is a lot of stuff where you're like, "Ooh, this could be really, really scary." And um, yeah, it's it's a cool demo. I mean, it's free, so you can try it, but don't expect nothing major from it. And it's very short, also, but it's uh, pretty cool. Um, and besides that stuff that they showed, um, yeah, um, there was a game or a game mode, I should say, called Reverse, which will be available for people owning uh, Resident Evil Village later on. It's an online mode, um, multiplayer mode, which looks cool. But if it's like the one with uh, that released with um, Resident Evil 3 Remake, then... It's probably going to be forgotten very soon. And then they had something about their animation film that is coming out um, on Netflix soon. And um, they talked about how the dif- uh, the differences in the versions that you can get uh, for Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil Village and stuff like that. O- overall, the showcase wasn't that great, but I think the game will be a good game. I don't expect anything out of this world. Um, I think that Resident Evil games in in the last couple of years have been high quality, but not like must plays. I mean, this, uh, the the Resident Evil Two remake definitely, um, Resident Evil Three remake, uh, not as well received. But when it comes to Resident Evil Seven, for example, well received. But I don't think that people are like, yeah, that you 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 have to play that game. Maybe you know for horror fans and hardcore Resident Evil fans, definitely, but not for um, everybody. Uh, And also, depending on price, probably. I mean, if you can get it for really cheap, then uh, it might be worth uh, checking it out because, the, as I said, the quality is high, but it's not like, don't expect The Last of Us from it. That's what I would say. At least that's my view on it. I think that The Last of Us Part 2, for example, is is much superior, but... um, they are different games, and um, it might just be my my personal taste. So, 
moving on, um, we also saw Cyberpunk 2077 get its first major patch, which is trying to fix a lot of crashes that we've seen on PlayStation. Um, it also is bringing performance optimization for of crowds on PlayStation 4 Pro and PlayStation 5. Don't know exactly what that means. Maybe we will see more people on the streets. I'm, I'm not sure, but that's what is listed. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, maybe this helps fix some of the issues. I've seen now people being able to get the Platinum Trophy when they were not able to get it before because of glitches. So they are trying to improve the game. It's still not available on the PlayStation Store for new uh, buyers. Um, you cannot buy it right now. Um, if you already own it, then you can play it for sure. And you can get it um, uh, at your local retailer. Um, but it's not available on the PlayStation Store for new buyers. So we will see if that changes when they keep uh, putting out these patches so that PlayStation then sees, okay, now the game is in a state where we think, okay, we can put it, um, we can make it again available for purchase on the PlayStation Store. But we'll see. Now, another thing that happened is that Vicarious Visions has been now merged into Blizzard. And if you don't know Vicarious Visions, uh, you might remember them from the work that they did on the recent Crash games and also uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2 or 1 and 2, um, the remake of those games. And they did some really, really great work there. So a lot of people are concerned, and I totally get that, that they will now be working on more Blizzard uh typical blizzard stuff um instead of working on these games that were very well received but there's all there are also reports and i saw that this on psu.com that a diablo 2 remake uh, could be in development and that vicarious visions um would be working on that um so we will see what happens there as well then just um i also wanted to talk about this because it is related to playstation uh, even if it's not a game, the Uncharted movie is delayed to 2022. Uh, if you don't know about the Uncharted movie, Tom Holland from Spider-Man is the guy playing Nathan Drake. Um, it's a pretty big deal, I think, especially when you have a guy like Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake. It's um, a major movie that I think at PlayStation a lot of people are very excited about, but you know, COVID um, is making things complicated and delays also happened before COVID. Let's not say that everything is because of COVID. Um, of course, this situation is making it harder to deliver on time. But even before that, um, movies were getting delayed a lot of time and games as well. So, yeah, we will have to wait a bit longer uh, for that. But it's probably for the better. Then just quick news on Fortnite. Uh, Terminator and Sarah Connor from the Terminator series are joining um, the squad in Fortnite. Um, you can um, add them to the list of characters playable in Fortnite. And also uh, Predator um, is also now a playable character. And Fortnite is also now adding skins for uh, various football or soccer um, clubs. Um, for example, Manchester City, Juventus, or Inter Milan. Um, and there's also a Pelé uh, air punch emote now. So if you're a Fortnite fan, you might just check that out. Now, that's pretty much it for relevant news, um, I think, this week. As I said, most stuff happened more 
towards the end of the week. We will see about next week if it brings more stuff lately. Uh, news um, in the gaming industry has not been that exciting, but that is normal. That's how it usually goes in January. Things start to really get interesting. <sighs> end of February, you start getting cool stuff. And March, April, that's when it starts picking up again. And of course, uh, when it's getting close to E3 time, although we don't know yet if there is going to be anything like this, um, like that this year. Um, but that's in the past, usually when you would get like tons and tons of news coming out. So we will see what happens with that. For now, that's it regarding the news. Let's move on with the next segment, Fair for Your Square. Hey, that's Fair for Your Square. So Fair for Your Square is all about what games came out, what games are coming out, how well they are scoring on Metacritic, if I can recommend them or not, If, of course, if I've played them. I'm not going to recommend something without having played it, uh, unless people are very, very positive about uh, that game, and then I can be like, well, people are very positive about that game. Maybe you should check it out if you're interested in that type of game. But generally, I like to recommend games when I've actually played them. And also, I like to talk about deals. So today, there's a bit of that. And let's just start with the games that were released on the PlayStation 5 in the last week. So we have Ride 4, which scored a 75 on Metacritic. And I've already talked about this, but Hitman 3 also released. Uh, it got an 83 score. Um, I think last week I said it was 84. Since then, new reviews have come out and changed that. So on PlayStation 4, we have a lot of stuff also. Um, but... Yeah, besides Hitman 3, not that exciting. Uh, maybe the King of Fighters 14 Ultimate Edition deserves a shout-out. But besides that, um, nothing really major I see here. Then, when we look at the upcoming games, we have Atelier Riser 2, which I already mentioned last week. Um, we also have Dead Cells Fatal Falls, new DLC for Dead Cells. So if you're a fan of Dead Cells, definitely check that out. And talking about DLC... Also, the paranormal stuff pack for The Sims 4, for example. Um, so, yeah. But nothing major happening. Um, not when it comes to news and also not when it comes to game releases. The biggest deal, of course, was Hitman. Which, um, there was now an analysis done by Digital Foundry. Again, those guys are just awesome. Check them out. Uh, and they uh, checked that uh, how, how the game is running on PlayStation 5 and compared to Xbox Series X. So the Xbox Series X is able to achieve 4K at 60 frames per second, while the PS5 only gets to uh, 1800p at 60 frames per second, which a lot of people has, has have said that it's marginally um, better on Xbox Series X. I think it's I think it's noticeable. I don't think it's like nothing. I think it's noticeable, but only when you have them side by side. Uh, I think you will be fine with either version you get. Also, Xbox Series S runs uh, well. It's 1080p, but still it's running at 60 frames per second. And mostly there are no slowdowns. And when it comes to performance, that's actually a place where the PS5 version is able to shine a bit more because also of that lower resolution. So that higher resolution on Xbox Series X comes with a performance decrease in some areas of the game, I mean, overall, it will not change a lot for you. Uh, the enjoyment of the game 
um will not change a lot because of that i think uh, you will be fine if you're playing on xbox series x but if you really 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 have to have constant 60 frames per second then the ps5 version is probably the better uh version to get or actually even better than that would be playing on pc but if you're a console guy then ps5 would be the best option so yeah um that's also what i had to say about hitman 3 um and now as I said, I also like to talk about deals. And there is something that I want to mention, which isn't uh, crazy, but there is a new sale on the PlayStation Store, so check that out. Uh, there might be something interesting with games under 20 euros in Europe or $20 in the US. Um, and also, you can now get a one-month um, subscription for EA Play uh, at a discount. It's just $0.99. Cents. Um, for US gamers, for Canadian gamers, it's 149 For people in Europe, I don't see any mention of there being a discount over here. Um, so we might just lose out on a deal there. But I wanted to at least mention it for people in the US and Canada. Um, EA Play is pretty cool uh, if you're into EA games. Uh, if you're into the yearly installments of... FIFA and uh, Madden, for example, you get every year, you get um, in advance a 10-hour trial uh, to play those games, which is cool. And also you get um, access to a lot of EA games from the past, so older titles um, from the FIFA and from the Madden series, for example, and also UFC. Uh, but you also get access to games like uh, Jedi Fallen Order, for example, you get access to titles like uh, Star Wars Battlefront. You get access to titles like Need for Speed or, you know, EA titles. Uh, a lot of them um, you can play there. But on PlayStation, the thing is that the selection is a bit um, a bit smaller than, for example, on Xbox because of the backwards compatibility being a bit better there on Xbox because you're also able to play original Xbox games and stuff like that. So you get more benefits there. And it is included in Game Pass uh, Ultimate, which is pretty cool. But there is still this option. If you want to check it out, you can do uh, check it out on um, play on the PlayStation Store for PlayStation 4 and for PlayStation 5. For example, if you want to play Star Wars Squadrons, there is a trial for that there. A 10-hour trial, which might be enough for you to play completely through the game because it's not that big of a game. Um and with this uh, discount, it's very inexpensive to try it out just for one month. But enough about the here and now. Let's talk about a blast from the past. In the next segment, the Triangle of Time. And so, I had mentioned that for this week, I was gonna talk about a game that is even crazier than 2020 was crazy as a year. Which is debatable. It's probably not the case. 2020 was really, really crazy. But of course, the game I'm talking about here is... Hey, hey, come on over. Have some fun with Crazy Taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, Crazy Taxi. Do you remember Crazy Taxi? What an awesome game. What a style. Such fun gameplay. I mean, it just brings me back. Uh, those memories playing Crazy Taxi. And granted, it's not really a game that you would associate with PlayStation for various reasons. And the reason I'm talking about it um, today is, you know, with 
the triangle of time, I always try to pick something that happened this week, but many years ago, or in some cases it can just be one year ago, depending on if I think that it, it is um, reasonable to talk about it or not. It is, it is a v- relevant thing to do. And in this case, I'm talking about Crazy Taxi because it released um, on the Sega Dreamcast on January 24 in the year 2000. That's not the release date for the PlayStation 2 version. That came later um, in May, uh, I think. Um, yeah, May 14, 2001. So one year later, a bit more than one year later, there was the PS2 version also available of Crazy Taxi, which a lot of people will say that the Dreamcast version is superior to the PlayStation 2 version. And indeed, it is a bit, but it's not like day and night. People like to exaggerate about that. Uh, I think that the PS2 version is completely fine. And if you've, you've played it back in the day on the PS2, you probably had a lot of fun. Because this game, I mean, this game is just fun all along. It's just, it's the best way to describe this game. It's just fun. It's So if you if you are not familiar with Crazy Taxi, which... How have you not heard of Crazy Taxi? Or how have you not played Crazy Taxi? You You have to play this game. And I will tell you how you can play this game nowadays. But for now, let me explain to you, if you don't know what Crazy Taxi is, what Crazy Taxi is about. So you're essentially a taxi driver, okay? Which, yeah, you probably guessed from the title. And you're driving around, picking people up and getting them to their destinations. So at this point, you're probably like, well, that sounds like a taxi simulator then. Where's the crazy part? Well, the crazy part is that there are really no rules so you can drive you don't have to drive on the road you can just drive wherever you want or wherever the game lets you drive so you can do some weird stuff Uh, you can drive in between lanes drive very close um, to other cars and get past uh, pass them by like very very closely which will give you actually extra points if you do that so you can also jump make your car jump uh, using ramps and stuff like that it and you get also extra points from that and essentially what you want to do is it's very arcadey um it's because i mean <laughs> it is an arcade game it was released first on um on the arcades or in the arcades in february 1999 so the Crazy Taxi Dreamcast version is not the first version released of Crazy Taxi. Uh, It was already available um, if you played on an arcade machine, but it was the first home console version, of course. And what I mean by it being very arcadey is that it's all about time. So if you remember arcade games back in the day, it was about putting money in and then playing until you lost or, you know, time ran out. Uh, depending on the game, uh, those games, uh, a lot of games handled it differently. It was until you lost all your lives or until, in the case of Crazy Taxi, time ran out. And so you're given time. Uh, there, There is a game time. There is a clock running down. And you have to pick up people. And if you are able to bring them to their destinations fast and if you get bonus points and stuff like that... Uh, you can make the the game time increase because you will get a time bonus. 
So if you do well with each and every uh, person you pick up and you drive to their destination uh, quite fast, then you will be able to play for a longer time. So it's really the typical arcadey stuff where you get rewarded for being good in the game. So you want to be good in the game to be able to play more and more, which is pretty addictive. The gameplay itself is quite repetitive because it's just that, really. It's just driving around and trying to get to the next destination as quickly as possible. Um, There is um, a part especially in the beginning where you're trying to find out the fastest way to to the destination so you might enjoy that um, exploration and you know just curiosity having curiosity um thinking what if what happens if i jump over here can i get through this place faster and then i'm i'm faster um i'm able to get faster to the checkpoint so stuff like that, maybe you're into that kind of stuff. Um, but overall, yes, it does get repetitive if um, you have already mastered the game. If you've already discovered everything about the game, then probably you would need a new map or something like that, which there aren't many maps of this game. I think there are two maps in the original, and then there were more games released with more maps, but overall there aren't many maps available. And the world, um, the game world, is not necessarily gigantic, especially compared to games nowadays. So it can get repetitive if you really master the game. But, I mean, when you first start playing the game and you start get to know the game, it's so much fun. And even if you get bored after some time, they also had these mini-games, um, which were very, very cool. Um, but, I mean, it's not like game-changing or anything like that. It was fun. Uh, they were very cool, but um, they were not as good as the main game. Um, you had to like um, also try to get a checkpoint to a checkpoint, but like with crazy um, setup environments, it's not the usual city environment. Then um, you would have to jump over ramps in a weird way and stuff. It's uh, you really have to check it out. Check it out on YouTube. You will see tons of videos. Um, yeah, it was a game that was all about being fun. And that's something that I miss sometimes uh, nowadays. Uh, a lot of times. And I mean, I have to be honest with you guys. Most ta- most games I play, I play them for the story. And like, you know, games like The Last of Us Part Two that I already mentioned in this episode when I talked about Resident Evil. I wouldn't say that The Last of Us Part Two is a fun game. Like, I had fun playing it. Yes, I had a good time playing it. But it's not like... I wouldn't say like... I wouldn't go to a party and be like... Whoa, let's have fun. Let's play The Last of Us. That's not what I would do. But with Crazy Taxi... Yeah, I can definitely see me being... Uh, me participating in a party. And of course, depending on the people there. Um, if they are nerds like me, of course. Uh, then I could do this. But... Surely not with everybody, but if there were people that I know, uh, okay, okay, those guys like video games, then I could definitely be like, yes, man, let's play some crazy taxi, let's get crazy. And it's just that type of game. It's fun. It's dumb fun. It's it's a dumb game, but it's really, really fun. It's arcadey in, in that way, and um, that's really what arcade racing is all about um i mean like i love need for speed games also for that 
I don't drive around in um, in a Need for Speed game like um, Need for Speed Heat, expecting it to be the best simulation of driving mechanics possible or anything like that. I just want to have fun. And that's what Crazy Taxi was able to do so well. Um, so let's let's talk a bit more about the history of, of Crazy Taxi. Um, as I said, Crazy Taxi released first on arcades, and then we had the version for the Dreamcast, and then it also released on PlayStation 2, um, also came to the GameCube, and it came pretty quickly, which is weird, because, um, <laughs> like, you... It's like... PlayStation releasing The Last of Us Part 2 now, a year later, uh, after it originally came out, on the Xbox. Like, that's weird. So what is the reason behind that? And of course, it's that the Dreamcast just wasn't doing very well. And Sega was about to get out of the console business entirely, um, which is a shame. Maybe I will have some time to talk about uh, the Dreamcast uh, some other day, but I don't want to talk too much about this. Um... Essentially, the Dreamcast was a great console. A lot of people love the Dreamcast. I personally didn't have one, but I know from people uh, telling me stuff and reading about it that it was really ahead of its time. But it just uh, wasn't able to compete with a PS2 that had um, a lot of things going for it. Um, but also, it was just a cheap DVD player, uh, which I think is one of the big reasons why it was so successful. And of course, also, the PlayStation had been a crazy successful console also so a lot of people already own the playstation and then they just bought a playstation 2 and um yeah uh, things changed for sega they got out of the console business and that's why we saw the release of crazy taxi also on the playstation 2 and the gamecube and then uh, weirdly enough there was a crazy taxi 2 which released may 28 2001 but that only came to the Dreamcast. There was no PS2 or GameCube version there, which is a bit weird. Um, so May 21st, you have the original game releasing on PlayStation 2 and GameCube. And then you have May 28th, you have the sequel releasing on Dreamcast. So in some way, Sega was trying to get people uh, who played the original now on PS2... You, they were trying to incentivize them to now buy the sequel on the Dreamcast. So to get a Dreamcast and to buy the sequel there, um, yeah, that that didn't work out. Then we had uh, Crazy Taxi 3 High Roller, which was released exclusively for the Xbox uh, July 23, uh, 2002. And later also it was released on PC in 2004, which is interesting here. Um uh, that it's only released on Xbox, uh, that it was only released on Xbox and PC. Uh, here we can see that Sega and Xbox have been in a good relationship for a long, long time. Um, a lot of people say that the Xbox is kind of like the um, spiritual successor to uh, the Sega Dreamcast. So uh, we can see that a bit here, that there was a lot of um, collaboration between Sega and Xbox uh, Windows CE, for example, also ran on uh, the Sega console and stuff like that. They had they had uh, a good relationship, and they still do nowadays. They have a good relationship, but I think that PlayStation also um, has gotten uh, to a point where they have a really, really good relationship with uh, Sega getting games like Persona exclusively, um, for example. 
Um, yeah, but you know that game never um, got a release on a PlayStation console, just like Crazy Taxi Two. Although in the case of Crazy Taxi Two, there was Crazy Taxi Fair Wars, which released on the PlayStation Portable August seventh, two thousand and seven. And the interesting thing is that it's actually a port of Crazy Taxi and Crazy Taxi Two, so you get two games for one price. Um, and it's actually the games uh, run pretty well, but uh, you're missing out on the original soundtrack and uh, in-game advertising, like having um, Pizza Hut and stuff like that involved there, which was a cool thing about the original game. Uh, actually, having those brands there and uh, that original soundtrack was really—I don't know—maybe fifty percent of the fun in that game was the soundtrack. It. You know, it was a perfect harmony. I would say 50-50, the gameplay and the um, and the soundtrack. And, well, I, I might be forgetting the the um, visuals here, the graphics, which were also pretty cool, especially on the on the Dreamcast. Um, but, yeah, the, the soundtrack was so important for that game, so it's a bit of a bummer here when it comes to the PSP games uh, or to the PSP game that are actually two games in this sense. Um so I wouldn't really recommend that version because of that. Um, and I forgot to mention that there was also another handheld version, uh, which was Crazy Taxi Catch a Ride on the Game Boy Advance, but that is just trash. Uh, terrible port. Which, uh, I mean, releasing this game on the Game Boy Advance, I mean, what what were they thinking? No, just no. And then we had Crazy Taxi City Rush and Crazy Taxi Tycoon for phones, but... Uh, it's not the real deal. Um, it's it's not the same thing. So you might be asking yourself, okay, I've never played this game, or maybe you have played this game and nostalgia is hitting you and you're like, I want to replay this game. Either way, if you've never played it or if you want to replay it, maybe you're thinking, how can I do it nowadays? Is it available on the current gen systems or the last gen systems? Well, no. Um... You cannot play it on a PlayStation 5 or on a PlayStation 4. So what do you do? Well, here's the thing. Playing on your phone, I know a lot of people are against that. But it's actually the best way to do it now if you don't want to be spending money. Because there is a free version on the PlayStation uh, on the Play Store. Uh, I uh, have played it on my Android phone. And it's completely free. It's the classic, original Crazy Taxi, completely free but with in-game ads. You can then also um, get rid of the ads, I like. I think for like $1 or something like that. So it's it's not a big deal. And it's it's the original game. And it's it's fun. It has, it has the original soundtrack. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't actually looked if it actually includes the complete soundtrack. Uh, but the offspring is definitely there. So uh, there's that. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Um... So that is probably your best guess. Um, if you want to play the original Crazy Taxi nowadays, then just play it on your phone and it plays r great on there. Of course, if you're like, yeah, but I don't want to be playing an old game. Uh, I would really like to have a Dreamcast version that is updated, you know, better graphics and stuff like that. Um, well, there is a game coming out very soon, and this was just announced recently in December. Uh, there is a game coming that's called Taxi Chaos, and 
Suppo- uh, supposedly it's coming February, so next month. Um, Taxi Chaos um, is a sp- Crazy Taxi spiritual successor. Uh, at least that's what Team Six Game Studios claims. Um, those are the guys behind this game, and it's coming out for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. It's it's very close to Crazy Taxi from what I've seen. Uh, they have a trailer up, but I don't know if it's able to catch this. Uh, if it's able to get to the same level of style because of the music and stuff like that like the music in the trailer at least um doesn't do it for me um what i think is interesting is that sega is actually a bit involved in this so they are actually releasing they are publishing this game in japan so the publisher for this game in japan is sega but for europe and the us um there are different different companies involved there um which is interesting so sega is completely cool with this um but I suspect that this won't be what we actually want as Crazy Taxi fans. I don't think that this is going to be the one. Um, especially because the games that this studio has released, for example, Super Street the Game, released in 2018 for PlayStation 4 and got terrible review scores. Uh, PlayStation Lifestyle gave it a 3 out of 10. <sighs> yeah, so that doesn't really make me very confident about this Taxi Chaos game. But let's hope for the best. If you ask me, what I really want is a crazy taxi game like GTA. Like, just imagine this. Open world, and you have your character that you can customize, you can go to a barbershop if you want, you can change clothes, all that stuff. But the objective is not to be involved in any criminal stuff or anything like that, it's just to be the best taxi driver. Or you know what? Make it an Uber driver. If you want to. The best Uber driver. Maybe Uber can even sponsor this video game. Whatever. But it's about being a taxi or Uber driver. And you can customize your character. And you can also customize your car to get faster and stuff like that. So that you can get to the the, the destination um, as fast as possible. And you're just driving around the city. Make it a beautiful city. And uh, like the original... Um, California uh, vibe uh, with beaches and stuff like that drive around pick people up bring them to their destinations and you know improve your character improve your car to get better uh, get better each time level up and stuff like that I think that could be really really fun um, honestly not like of course not uh, on the same level as a GTA but I think it would be a fun game just like the original Crazy Taxi nothing groundbreaking it's not gonna change the gaming industry like for example a Metal Gear Solid did or something like that but it's just fun and that's what video games used to be I mean they still are but a lot of games are focused on other stuff which is fine I love that but I think that it is it is important to also have those games that are just fun so I would very much like that but I think that is not gonna happen anytime soon which is sad But anyways, as I said, next week uh, I will talk about what if the PlayStation 6 never releases. And as I said, if you want to find out what that is all about, then check out the next episode. But for now, that's the exit. It's been good to talk about uh, a game from my past. Um, Honestly, I played this game just as a quick side note. The first time I played this game, it wasn't on a console, it was on a PC. 
And I got this game from a CD from a serial. So also just very nostalgic feeling when I think about this. There used to be a time, maybe you guys remember this, where games came with serial as, you know, how serials um, have, they even sometimes still nowadays have this, uh, but I don't think that they have this as much as back in the day. They usually had um, some some toys or something like that. And, you know, sometimes it wasn't a toy. It was a video game. Crazy stuff. Like, I remember getting that cereal and getting Crazy Taxi. And I was like, what? A video game from, from a cereal box? Are you serious? It's insane. It's like, it's so awesome. And... Uh, I remember other games like Ford Racing and stuff like that. Um, really, really cool stuff. And I just had a ton of fun playing Crazy Taxi. And I hope you had a ton of fun listening to this episode. And maybe check out the episode next week when I talk about that topic that I just mentioned and then that I won't repeat again and again and again. So until next time, keep on playing. Keep on playing.